does it mean to be a Catholic Christian and an American citizen? What does it mean to be a Catholic Christian and American politician? Here's a hint. If you want to know the answer to those questions, do not read Fox News. Do not listen to CNN. Don't trust your friend's meme that they posted on Facebook at 1 a.m. last night. There's a lot of memes, a lot of videos, a lot of ideas going around. Instead, I suggest that we look at what Jesus says, what the church has always taught, and what the early church early on told us about what it means to be a Catholic Christian and a citizen of the country that we find ourselves in, whatever country that may be. First, we look to Jesus's teaching. We see in the gospel today, and it can be summed up that we must be a whole intact person. Another way of saying it is we must have integrity. We must not be divided into different parts. He says in the gospel, show me the coin that pays the census tax. And they handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that, he said to them, then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. It's true that we should and ought to participate in the civic order. And many people who read this gospel will rightly say, like, look, it's proof in Scripture that Jesus doesn't want us to run away from the civic order. We ought to form our consciences in order to vote. We ought to pay our taxes and we ought to follow the laws of the land whenever they're just and right. We ought to render to Caesar what is Caesar's. But we sometimes forget the latter half of Jesus' teaching. We ought to render to God what is God's. See, the coin that Jesus had them show him has Caesar's inscription on it. His face, just like our money has our founders of our country on it. So all the denarii, all the coins of the time had Caesar's face on it. And so Caesar has claim to them. But you have God's inscription on you. See, our money may have the image and likeness of George Washington or Andrew Jackson. And if we're lucky, Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) I wish I had a lot of that in my wallet, you know. But we are made in the image and likeness of God. So that's the point of what Jesus was saying. So we get focused and we get stuck on the first part. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's. And yeah, it's true. But render to God's what is God's. A Christian cannot vote as anything other than a Christian. Because our Catholicism is not a part of us. It is us. The image of God into which we were created cannot be compartmentalized. We can't have it just in this church and just in these walls or just in our families. Can't be compartmentalized because it is who we are. 
when we're baptized, when we're confirmed, we're changed. Can't be unbaptized, can't be unconfirmed. Your soul changes. You are who you are. If you're a mother, you vote as a mother. And with all the knowledge and experience motherhood has brought you, and the same for you fathers and whatever other professions you might have. As a priest, I vote as a priest and the experiences that has brought me. And as a Catholic, we vote as Catholics. The second point I want to bring up, I said that Jesus's words and then the early church's example or teaching on what it means to be a citizen. And there's a, a letter, the, the official title of the letter is called the Epistle of Mathetes to Diognetus. Say that three times fast. Ready, set, go. Don't do it. I'm just joking. But it's not important. The important part is this is an early Christian writing a letter explaining how Christians ought, ought to live in the world. What is Christianity's relationship to the government, to society, to the civic order? It says this. Christians are indistinguishable from other men, either by nationality, language, or customs. They do not inhabit separate cities of their own or speak a strange dialect or follow some outlandish way of life. With regard to dress, food, and a manner of life in general, they follow the customs of whatever city they happen to be living in, whether it is Greek or foreign. Another way of putting it for us, like, hey, hey, Catholics go to football games. Catholics have crawfish boils. Catholics look the same in one sense. And yet the author says this, early, early church, right? Second century says, and yet there is something extraordinary about their lives. They live in their own countries as though they were only passing through. They play their full role as citizens, but labor under all the disabilities of aliens. Any country can be their homeland, but for them, their homeland, wherever it may be, is a foreign country. Like others, they marry and have children. But they do not expose them. It means lay them outside to die. That's what they did in the Roman times instead of abortion. They share their meals, but not their wives. Whew, this guy's getting real. They live in the flesh, but they are not governed by the desires of the flesh. They pass their days upon earth, but they're citizens of heaven. The first thing we see is that a, being a Christian does not separate or remove a Catholic from being a, a part of the world, as we said earlier. In fact, the world is our mission. That's what it means to be Catholic. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, it says, go unto the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The world's our mission. Why are some people so afraid of Catholic politicians or Catholic judges, as we've seen? Because Catholicism brings with it a clear understanding of right and wrong, whether we live up to it or not, and a clear understanding of the dignity of the human person and things as important as marriage and the dignity of immigrants and the dignity even of the prosecuted murderer. There are a lot of Catholics. 
Imagine if we all voted in accord with our consciences or practiced our professions according to our faith or legislated according to it. But with our hearts formed by the truth of the gospel, the world will be different. The world will be changed. Yet, this early Christian who wrote this letter highlighted another very important idea. And that idea is that a Catholic, while called to be engaged in the world and to participate in it, is never of the world and is never at home. They live in their own countries as though they were passing through. This is not your home, and you will not be saved by anyone here. There is no party. There is no candidate that fully expresses the Catholic social doctrine. Yes, we may vote for one candidate according to our conscience, and you should. Another may vote for another. But if any of us think that we have home here in this world, in these parties, in these candidates, we are blind and do not fully understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're always called to support our parties when they are right, but to challenge them when they are wrong. And all of us are sometimes wrong. A few weeks ago, I saw a video by a, a priest up north, and it went viral in the Catholic world and in the in, in Catholic Twitter and on Facebook. And he said something kind of controversial. He got in trouble for it. And he said that you cannot be a Catholic and a Democrat. If you saw this in some way, this resonated with you. It's my duty to tell you that it's not actually the teaching of the church. It is true. We can never vote for a party or a candidate because of their intrinsically evil position. But we may have to vote for a candidate despite of them. In fact, at this point, on all sides, that's probably always going to be the case. I wouldn't say that a Catholic cannot be a Democrat. Quite the opposite. I, I wish more Catholics actually practicing their faith were. And then maybe the party would have a more humane platform. Maybe it would be more conformed to reality and truth and the dignity of the human person. And maybe it would be purified. The same can be said of the GOP and any other party, right? Donkeys, elephants, porcupines. Did you know that? The, into, uh, what is it? Uh, there's one of the, the parties, a porcupine. Libertarians, that's what it is. I just thought that was cool. <laughs> we all need purification, no matter who we are. A quote that comes to mind that Jesus said, he said, foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but the son of God has nowhere to lay his head. And no one accepted him. He wasn't at home. His Nazareth rejected him. Jerusalem murdered him. His own disciples ran away. Peter denied him. He was not at home. He was not a winner according to the world. So if any of us think 
that we are comfortable wherever we are at. We are wrong because if we are a follower of Jesus Christ, we will look like him. We will not have a home. We will not be comfortable. The world does not need comfort. It needs profits. Form your conscience. Exercise your civic duty. That is the call of the Catholic. But do not put your hope in this world because you were made for another.